Before we get started, if you love what we're doing on the Church Sound Podcast, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want more information, go to our website, www.churchsoundpodcast.com. See you in the matrix. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Could you hear the pastor? What about your live streams, social media? We provide solid solutions for all of your multimedia needs. Let's learn something today. Let's go. Yes. 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 Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor. What's going on, y'all? This is Pastor Kayla Winley. How y'all doing? I'm Ooh. very excited about today. Come on, man. What's up? You keep missing the cue, man. That wasn't missing the cue. That was you, right on point. It wasn't. No, you wasn't, brother. Man, that's he wasn't okay. Okay, um, we go. We gonna work on Caleb for a little. We we're still working on yeah, y'all. Gonna work on me. It's a, welcome to welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast, <laughs> and this is episode number twenty nine, I believe. Twenty nine, my brother. Twenty nine. Twenty nine and cooking with grease. Twenty nine and mm. cooking with grease. Before we get started, yeah. I'd like to thank our our. I was sponsored uh, Metro Podcast yeah. Studio, the hottest podcast studio in New York City. If you need your podcasting needs done, make sure you hit them up, MetroPodcastStudio.com, live stream, audio recording, video recording, editing, post-production, um, podcast, a professional podcast studio. They got it for you. So make sure you hit them up, yeah. com, and they will take care of you. Today's show, we have a very special guest. Title of today's show is the picture of a relational pastor. Now I know that's a that's a that's a handful. It could go it can go a couple of different ways. Relational pastor, those really kind of go together. But Absolutely. in this, but in this sense, it definitely yeah. goes together. So without any further ado, we're gonna need our brother, the pastor on the mic, to introduce the pastor on the mic. Yeah. How y'all doing, y'all? Listen, 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 listen. This individual that I'm about to talk to you guys about is a very dear... He's my brother. He's my family. And so I want to just introduce you to, to him, as well as my my brother, Prentice, um, and just kind of hear what, what he has done. And, and some of these, what I, what I want to let you know is what you're going to hear after this is is the voice of, uh, of a great man. So Carlos L. Malone Sr. is an, is an, is an apostle a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and an author. His style, his style of teaching is refreshing, authentic, and genuine. His bold approach to deliverance and spiritual wholeness through transparency is a biblical blueprint for those seeking a better way of life for their families. Apostle Malone has served in the, as a servant leader of the Bethel Church in Miami, Florida for 29 years. He's also the founder of Rainbow Apostolic International Network and, and which is an apostolic training network for those who desire to walk in spirituality or spiritual authority and wholeness through training, transformation, and triumph through God's kingdom agenda. He also is launching, uh, coming soon, if it has not come already, the Grace Restoration Network. And we're going to talk about that a little bit 
uh, as, as, as we go through today. Um, Apostle Malone has written several books, which include The Rift Connection, which is designed to strengthen and stabilize marital relationships through simple, practical methods. I also want to let you know he is a devoted husband to his lovely wife, my Aunt Pamela, a loving father to his children, twin daughters Ashley and Andrea, and Carlos Jr., and his beloved godson, Raymond Young, a new addition to the family, Derby Bernadelle, the husband of his daughter, Andrea, whom he refers to as his son, not his son-in-law. That's really cool. All of this is what gives him his historical reference and significance to the life of Apostle Carlos Malone Sr. This is my big brother. Show him some love as we yes. to you guys. Welcome. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, this like, she's like the fivefold ministry all rolled up into one. I was like, <laughs> is he talking about the community? Or is this just one person? Like, what the heck? Is he yeah, going to start floating? I'm going to start mm. seeing wings and stuff behind him? Like, what the fuck? He was like, all the well, time. You know, it's kind of like, it's like kind of like having everything but not doing everything. Having everything and I not like doing everything. Okay, I like that. Right. Yeah. You know, because some people think that just because you have it all, you're supposed to do it all. You know, you just have to know how to uh, synchronize the things that God has given you in step with those that are called to walk alongside you. Right. And not be intimidated by uh, the sharing of the microphone, the sharing of the, of the stage, giving others the opportunity and not feeling insecure nor intimidated to have to be it all because no one person can be it all even though they have it all. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I think you have to just understand um, which, which what, is what I've had to do uh, to understand what season I'm in um, as it relates to those fivefold ministry gifts. And um, because whereas you may have the gift for everything, you may not have the grace for everything. Mm. That's good. And the worst thing in the world to be doing something that you gifted in, but not grace that doing. Because grace is the empowerment that comes from God that gives us the ability to do those things yeah. that we are gifted to do. And you Absolutely. have to know. Right. So anyway, so I just want to kind of say that so nobody don't think like I'm some kind of <laughs> think I'm all that. He rolled it up on the egg roll. He made that. He made that real tasty, man. Put a little duck sauce on that thing right there, boy. <laughs> no, that was Mr. Jack's barbecue sauce. Was Mr. Tasty, Jack. Okay, bro. okay. You got that. Okay, you got that. Saint Louis thing. Got a little twang, a little twang going to no, it. No, okay. Coming soon. Coming it soon. Mr. Coming Jack, soon. Mr. Jack's soul on the go, baby. It's gonna be open in about two. Right. Amazing. 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 Yeah, man. So, um, today's topic I felt was um. Real apropos to when Caleb kind of described everything to me and he kind of threw, threw it at me and I was like, okay, was like, what does that mean? And I saw, I kind of did a little bit of research, but hold up, you know what, before we get into that, we got to get into what we do every, every show. Now, when every show, when our new listeners and our old listeners know, they look forward to this and what they look forward to is what we do every week is called Sunday School. Okay, class is time. Time for Sunday school. So the man on the mic, the pastor at hand, the man with the, 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 the man with the gavel, is our <laughs> illustrious brother, Pastor Caleb. Let me take it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, y'all? All right. So I got my three points, and uh, y'all know how this works. For those that don't know, I got three points. My brothers are gonna pick the one that they believe. 
uh, it's kind of just stuck on them. And, um, and then we're going to flow with what, uh, what I know and what I've seen and what I've been through. Amen. So, Amen again. Amen. Yes. And, and, and I, I, you know, <laughs> the first point is drop, stop and roll. Drop, drop stop, and roll. stop and roll. Like a song. Second, okay, second, <laughs> second, which is. This, this, this one will get me in some trouble. It's the drooling pastor. The drooling. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the who? The drooling pastor. The drooling pastor. You, you drooling. know, brother, you might have messed up. You might have messed up. You might have messed up, brother. Okay, go ahead. Continue, continue, continue. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And the last one, which is my favorite, uh, is the voice from on high. The voice from on high. So we got stop, drop, and roll like the the, the, the uh, fire alarm, mm-hmm. fire alarm um, topic, right? <laughs> stop, drop, yeah, and roll. Yeah. If you got um, what's the second one? Um, drooling. The, dro- the drooling pastor. Mm. The drooling pastor. The drooling pastor and oh, the Jesus. voice from on high. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, pastor, like 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 this 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 this. Which one? Which which one you think? I'm I'm thinking uh, I I rather mess with the voice I'm on high. I don't want to be doing no drooling and dropping and rolling. <laughs> all right, that's one all right. So all right. So so we're gonna go. We're gonna go with um the voice on high for twenty five. Okay, there you go. Twenty five. Twenty five. All right. So this place that we're about to talk about is uh, a hidden, secluded. How we how we tend to, how we put it, my brother. Uh, undisclosed location. Undisclosed location in the Bronx. I'm not gonna I'm not we gonna be gonna put it in the borough. In New York, somewhere. I like the borough, the borough spot. So uh, this was one of the first places that I was ever given the opportunity. Actually, was it would be technically my second church I've ever been connected to. And so mm-hmm. while I was in this ministry. Uh, a lot of people are not going to know that because I've been part of a lot of churches. So, no way they you know, give it all away. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Tell them. <laughs> get the name of the church now. Go ahead. How about you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, while, I, while you know, we, uh, the, the build, they move into a new building and then I, you know, I become, I get connected with the church. I was connected with um, the media ministry at that particular moment. And so, I had a, a partner that was kind of with me kind of grooming me, helping me to become a little more um, acclimated to, uh, you know, to the, to the surroundings. And in this particular neighborhood, it was filled uh, with a lot of, uh, how can I put it, of Caribbean men. And so these these brothers were now sent by the, the shepherd of the house to go up into the ceiling and clean out the ceiling. Because this was the building. The building was... Um, uh, they no longer in the building, but the building was an old movie theater. So within, so this because they had just really moved into the building, there was there was a dome that needed to be cleaned. And so they sent this brother that was training me up there, and sent about four or five other deacons. And little by little, every now and then, I would see one more person come downstairs, and the next person would come downstairs, and the next, and everybody would come down covered in soot. And so my trainer at the particular time was a a, a a very just saved brother not not just saved but you know sometimes you go through the salvation process and so he was like literally just saved so he's up there and i'm listening you can hear him talk because it's it's a dome oh, and so while he's up there he's like i can't believe now i don't think he knew 
that everybody should absolutely hear him. I don't think what's up with these people that sit me up here and left me all up here by myself. Look at me, I'm all dirty. And he's obviously he hit something. Mother, father, son of a bitch. <laughs> All the splitters, all all of nice four little four letter words started flying out, and everybody's <laughs> looking, going, "What is happening up there?" And so he didn't know. And the funny thing about it was nobody was going to tell him. So mm. I took the brother to the side. I said, "Brother, I just want to let you know so that we all on the same page." I, I know you're supposed to be training me in this, but I think me and you got to go in the bathroom. I got to talk to you about some other training because what you just said. <laughs> Everybody heard you. And he's like, oh my God, are you serious? I said, bro, it's out there now. Wow. It's out there now. So that that was the voice from, from on high. high. The <laughs> voice from on high. The voice from on high, for real. Wow. For real. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Oh, Sunday school. You did good. <laughs> you, did, you did real good. That's good. All right, so let's get into today's topic the picture of a relational yeah. pastor. And I want to do something special for the fans before we got to the topic. So I want to share my screen and this, this is going to be like a big thank you to our fans. And France, Spania, South Africa, Kenya, Moldova. Wow. Moldova. Dominican Republic, um, in the States, we want to shout you out because oh, yeah. you guys make the show possible. New York, Dallas, Wichita, Town and Country, Newark, Nashville, San Jose, oh. Tulsa, Miami, Virginia Beach, Houston, wow. Charlotte, Washington, D.C., Denver, Colorado, Riverside, um, Cali, California, San Antonio, Ooh. Anchorage, Aurora, Raleigh, North Carolina, Omaha, Indianapolis, Detroit, Seattle, Chicago, and Boston. We just want to say thank you. Those of you watching, those of you watching on YouTube, you you sh- you should you'll be able to see the screen. But yeah, yeah, those yeah. of you are listening, we want to let you know that we appreciate you. The show Absolutely. is growing. Obviously, it's touching some hearts. So we just want to thank you. This yeah, is our thank yeah, you to yeah. you. All right. So I was doing some research on this topic. And I came across a list of past, a list of types of pastors. And this is, this is a 15, 15 people, 15, um, descriptions. One says scholar, caregiver, evangelist, entrepreneur, preacher, Mm -hmm. leader, counselor, team builder, maintenance man, prophet, disciple maker, missionary, denominational loyalist, community shepherd, shepherd and prayer warrior Mm, and i thought that was apropos because it kind of described a lot of what you are sir so how did this yeah you you the the 15 fold ministry yeah (laughs) (laughs) so how did this how did this journey in ministry start for you um, 1977. Well, no, no, no. 1957 when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know, because a lot of times we don't, we only count the years that we count, uh, but we don't really understand that all the years count. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, because we don't believe, we don't understand that the call doesn't, doesn't start when you hear it. It starts when God determines it. Yeah. And, and so by the time you hear it, um, you would have heard it. You just wouldn't have recognized it because you wouldn't expect God to be it, be talking through some of those places that you've been right. through and right. been to and some of those things that you were doing. But the all seeing eye of God sees everything and everything with the Lord when he deals with us is about processing us. Everything has to process, has, has to go through process. Every garment that each of us have on right now, whether it's a cap, whether it's a shirt, whatever, pants, yeah. shoes, it's all gone through a process uh, before it ever got to the to the floor, got to the floor of the store, whatever whatever that is. So for me, um, from the time that I was a child, you know, singing in church, being I've been in church all of my life. There, there's not been a part of my life out of the 63 years that I've been living that I was not in church. Uh, wow. From the time that I was a baby. All the way up until now, I've been in church all my life. But church is not the only thing that I've been in. Um, but um, so uh, I kind of, you know, coming up as a kid, people always, you know, say, oh, that boy going to preach someday. You know, I never pay that stuff no attention, you know. And uh, because my pursuit was based upon what I felt like I was gifted at, which was music and singing. And so that was that was the path I took and that path of uh, singing led me to my calling and uh, 19 April 21st, 1977, when I was in college at Illinois State University in Normal, Illinois, I acknowledged my call and uh, I was not qualified, but he qualified me. And uh, I asked of the Lord one thing, I asked him to never let me be dumb, never let me uh, be without knowing that he's telling me to do something because I would be totally dependent on him. And he told me that I would be, I would not be a man-made preacher. He was going to personally make me. Uh, and so I just submitted to it. And that has been, and I followed sometimes like, you know, it was in the dark, you know, didn't have all of the knowledge that I felt like I needed others had, but I had that grace on me, had that grace on me. And from the time that I acknowledged my call to preach, when I preached my first sermon in, in June, June or May, May, May of um, that, let me see, May, 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 it was either May or June, uh, whenever it was, uh, when I preached, after I preached my first sermon, I don't think I've, I've been without preaching since, you know, I don't think a month has gone by where I wasn't preaching somewhere, you know, uh, um, and it just, it just, it has taken off from there. And um, I've gone, I've been, in the, I was in the Baptist church all my life, grew up in the traditional Baptist church, um, uh, stayed that way. Um, and, uh, but I always knew that God had something different, that uh, there was something missing. But uh, uh, sometimes um, we don't have to always go searching for what's missing. We just have to stay on the path that God has us on and we'll, that, God, that God has us on and we'll connect to it. And so in time, I connected to that um, and began to talk talk about stuff I had no idea had to be coming from the Lord because I would just like, some seemed like some nights I would go to sleep and wake up and I knew something different. Mm. It was a weird kind of thing that happened. So that's, that's for me, and that's what it's been, you know. Um, 
I am one of the founding fathers of Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship. Um, um, I helped to, uh, to start and organize that organization. Um, we started that up in 19, 1994. And uh, well, we organized in 93, had our first conference in 94. And was executive secretary for 13 years. Um, so I was, I was part of that. And so that's, that's kind of like, you know, the foundation, you know, and then um, in 2009, uh, somebody sent me a magazine. I don't know how it got to my church, but somebody sent a magazine to me. I don't know how that magazine ended up at my church. because I don't know, I know none about these people. I don't know nothing. But I saw this magazine um, and um, and I was reading it. And um, it was it was from this guy named uh, John Tashola. And, uh, and I, and I started, um, looking at some of the, looking at the catalog, the advertisement, I was saying, man, these are interesting subjects. I said, man, and I, and I read the article, uh, some of the articles and then I was just, I was, I was just smitten. I was like this guy, you know, it's like, he's saying everything that I've been sensing. And so I decided I must have ordered about my first order was about fifteen hundred dollars worth of books. I ordered so much stuff. I mean, wow. and wow. um, and so I um, uh, reached out to his office, invited him to come to our church, and um, when he came to the church, um, you know, it was like it was like Jesus walked into my office. <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared. And he walked in and he saw me and he, he, he looked at me and he said, I was his son. Mm. And I said, I know you're my father. I, I, I knew it from the first time that I, I just, wow. even before hearing you. And uh, from that point, you know, I have never met anybody um, like this man um, in my, in my life. Um, mm. You might find people with more charisma, people who are more popular. Of course, you know, Caleb, no, I've been on every major platform just about. Yep. I know all of the top dogs, as we yep. call them. But I have never met anybody with the, with, the, with the kingdom revelation, apostolic insight, and he care. Yeah. He care about you. But he all he also cares about our uh, being in sync and in step with the order of God. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, there's a system to the kingdom, and right. um, and you can't you can't skip dots. You got to connect them. You know, even when they make you uncomfortable. And so, so that's where I am now. And he is helping me to because, like I, you know, I have I have many. God has given me many gifts and talents, which mandate a lot of responsibility. And I'm like a good, I'm like a good starter, but I'm not a good closer, you know, because I, my mind moves so quick from one thing to the next, but he's teaching me how to start and finish uh, and stay consistent, which is something that he is, he has that thing down pat. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And he only allows the, those of you around him who can do that. You have to be consistent or it's going to cost you. Yeah. But God gave him grace. His God gave yeah. him grace for me. God gave God gave me favor with him. And, um, and he loves me. And I love him. 
And um, I don't always do what you tell me to do when you tell me to do it, but I, I, I usually will get to it. Uh, so I'm just now, you know, just turned 63. And I, I just really just said to the Lord the other day, you know, I really, really got to get all of this stuff right now. So that's where I am, uh, solidifying, you know, being a big boy, not, I'm not looking, for, I'm not looking for anything other than, um, I just want to sleep and, and have some peace <laughs> and, you know, and, um, see people come to the Lord, man. It's a weird thing. It's where I am now. Um, just realizing through this pandemic, how much we have missed God. And I yeah. don't mean we miss him, you know, we miss yeah. him like you miss him, you know, not that, but we have missed him. Yeah. We have made, we have made so many things uh, a priority that are not a priority to him. Right. We're in love with our, we, we are more in love with our facilities than we yeah. are with the mandate of the work that we're called to do. Right, right. You know, I mean, people wow. say the church, you close the doors so you don't get sick and they say the church is shut down. When? Right. Right. It ain't shut down to me because no. I am the church. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So so I'm just trying to make sure make make certain that whatever process that God has us has me in and have my ministry in that I complete it because I believe that any process you don't complete, you will have to repeat. Mm. And, uh, and I don't, I don't want to repeat this again. I don't want to go through the same stuff that I've gone through. I want to get it right. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get it right yeah. is me to make the adjustments I need to adjust. And you know, and I had a prophet, son of mine called me who knew nothing about what I've been going through. And he said to me the other day, he says, God told me, and I, cause I was telling the Lord this on Sunday, Sunday evening, I was saying, God, I, I got to get this right. I need certain, I need this stuff off of me. I need to really, really, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do you. I'm, I'm, I'm really ready to do you, uh, but I can't, but I can't do you with all this stuff on my mind, on my mind plate. And so he called me about three hours later and he says, he said, Hey bro. He said, I was, um, I was riding. And uh, he said, you know, anytime I get in the car, if I'm going out of town or riding somewhere, it seemed like the Lord had been started because we hadn't, Talked, you know, we're connected, but we hadn't talked in over a year. And and uh, just the last couple months, when I've been dealing with certain things, the Lord brought him, Lord brought His voice uh, uh, to me, and He said, "God told me to tell you that that as a, like an earthquake, the shift has already taken place, and uh, all you and 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 His favor is with the shift for you, and everything. Mm-hmm. It's all going to work out." And right. all you got, all you have to do now is to operate in and manage what he's, what he's giving you. Okay. And I was like, Ooh, thank you, Lord. So, so that's, that's who I am now. Just, just trying to get, you said something, Caleb, before we came on uh, about not doing what's, uh, not was justness. What? How did you put so, that? No, uh, there, uh, what I said was a lot of times uh, leaders can see what's important, but then do what's really important. Right. Like yeah, you, you see, I've watched you do that. That's what, which, which is what I, which is the point I was trying right. to make. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know? were saying that's that's important or or just important. Something like that you put right. it's just important. Yeah. Most important. Right. That's just important and most important. Right. And I, I want to do not what's just important. I want to do what's right. most important. Right, right, the right. Thing, the thing, I mean, you know, and it's kind of in line with what you guys are talking about. Uh, the thing that's going to allow uh, my ministry and my life to be relative. Right, right. Relative, right. To, to, relative to the culture, watch this, based on God's revelation. Right. right not based right. upon the revelation of the culture. Because I don't believe that the culture should define my assignment. Mm -hmm. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Uh, God, God gives me um, revelation, uh, but then he gives me the ability with that revelation to be relevant to the culture. Right. You know, you know what I'm Let saying? Let me ask you, bro. Um, how, mm -hmm. how have you been, let's say, uh, being that we, we're, we, you know, I'll focus a lot of times on dealing with tech. But how, how have you been able to use technology? I know you got a podcast and all these other things. Now, a, lot of, a lot of these avenues are how we even uh, drive the culture to recognize uh, what's not just relevant, but what's relational and what can actually touch them. How have you used technology today in your today to really, um, you know, to, to pull people in? Yeah, I think, people? yeah. I think that the the I think technology is um, is is our opportunity to get the gospel and to get connected into places that we don't have the money to take us to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Technology right, can take right. us where te technology can take us to where our passports won't ever take us. Exactly. You know. Yep. And uh, but the thing about it is that we have to be willing we have to be willing to, because um, see, here's the thing about here's the thing about technology. If you're going to capitalize on technology, you can't do that being the technician. Right. You, you're going to, okay. you know, you can't be the teacher and the technician. So gotcha. what you got to do is you're going to have to be able to surround yourself with these bright ideas, with these, with these, with these people who understand the technology, who can who you can say, okay, this is what I'm going to be preaching on Sunday. This is what I'm going right. to be teaching on Wednesday. Your responsibility is to, my, my responsibility is to catch it from the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. cook it, and then serve it to you. Your right. responsibility is going to get it, is going to be to make sure that the 5,000 get fed from it. Got it. So, yeah. so, you, so, so then those technicians take that, and they don't wait for, see, you, you can't have people who are always waiting for you to give them the idea. Mm -hmm. Your responsibility is to give them the vision and they have to be creative and, and, and say, okay, well, you know, we can do this this way. We can splice this up and take this and use this here for flashpoints or whatever, you know, you know, make this a devotional, make this or this or do that. And that's what those right. technical minds, those are minds you got to have around you, people who do this every day. Mm -hmm. so, how do you, so how do you so to jump in? So how do you find these people who to, to play these positions? Um, because as a technician and as a creative, I, I tend to do all <laughs> to do a lot mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And me and Caleb fall into those positions, right? Those creative positions. So mm -hmm. 
how do you how, how have you found these people to surround your world i think what you have to do is you got to first of all value what's necessary you have to you have to you, uh, you have to value what's necessary and then you have to validate what's available all right that's good you know what i'm saying now y'all got to write this down because this is all coming hot off the press so i won't you know <laughs> i will not remember what i said so that's good uh, but it's being recorded yeah uh, so we have to so we have to um uh value what's necessary and mm-hmm. and validate what's available because um <clears throat> i know from experience that that is nothing more significant than getting validation from the right source. And when you have a visionary who who knows how to validate those who God has placed around him and 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 not validate them to a point of uh, enslavement or ownership, but validate validate who they are because here's here, here's what we must remember. We don't go to school for, uh, for teachers to make us smart we go to school for teachers to pull out the smartness that's in us right and 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 oftentimes where preachers make their their stupid mistakes at is that they want all the credit they want all the credit and they then they have this this perverted loyalty that they want from you to where you to where they become the voice that you hear as opposed to teaching you how to hear God because right. because if you teach them how to hear God then they're going to be able to discern God when you're talking and so mm. by the time your message finished they already own they, they already know they already right. know what to do yeah. but but you know but a lot of preachers are too intimidated to do that so you have to you have to be intentional see anything that you don't intentionally anything that you don't do intentionally you it'll never happen accidentally so you have to i mean if i if i want bread i go to, i go to the supermarket and i and i and i look for bread but i'm not over in right. the meat section looking for bread you, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, you know if you stay in the meat section looking for bread you're going to freeze by the time and you still ain't going to have no bread mm-hmm. so yeah. so we have to we have to okay. we have to fish out of the house okay and then and then we then we have to separate get engaged um see when the fish come out the water it comes out the water because it's got caught by a net or a hook alrighty and then it comes into the hand of the person who caught it and 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 oftentimes what happens is we bring in the nets and but we never touch the fish and so we don't know what we have you know and so so we have to be intentional we have to we have to look for that you know what you need and you and you vision cast you know this is what we this is what we need of and you find out that's why you you have your people who are around you they got to be in getting the bible says know those who labor those know those right. who labor among you yeah you know you got to know what's in the house mm. you know what i'm saying because in many cases everything you need for the most part is usually in the house yep. if you're fishing where god told you to fish and you yeah. catching fish then what you need is in your house you just have to be able to get to it. So, so you have to know that it's necessary. Some preachers just don't really get too 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 much into social media and get into those various uh, using those technical resources. But I'm telling you, if it was not for technology during this pandemic, oh yeah, it'd be a whole lot of churches for sale, a oh, whole yeah. lot of facilities for sale. Yeah, you know. 
I'm I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that, you know, and, and, and I haven't used it to the best of my ability, but I'm grateful for this opportunity to face that God has put me in to be able to uh, recognize the reality of my situation. So I know what I'm, I know what's missing and I know why it's missing. So now I can move forward um, and prepare ourselves to be that church that God called us to be with the whole idea of everything focused on winning the loss, not, not member swapping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like fishing in the same pond. Oh, uh, God. It yeah, that's all it is. Throwing them back in somebody else. Is, is uh-huh, them right yeah, out. yeah. Man, man, we die. I tell people all the time, the the water bill should be the largest bill in the church. They say, why you mm. say that? I say, we should be baptizing so much. We're keeping the pool full. Mm. But we're not <laughs> baptizing. We ain't baptizing people, man. People not getting baptized. People aren't getting saved because it's not because we, we get so comfortable in-house. Right. That we forgot, right. and then we so we we have um, kind of uh, sanitized ourselves from the world, you know, and by misinterpreting the scripture, be ye in the world, but not of the world. Right. You know, we supposed to be in the world. You right. know, we, Jesus, are, we Jesus, are in the world. <laughs> yeah. We right. Yeah. Right. We well, supposed to be, or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. We supposed exactly. to be in that. We supposed to be in the world. Shining our light in dark places, uh, bringing healing to those who are sick, you know, um, uh, giving giving uh, flavor to that which has lost its flavor and flavor, and that and that comes from being salt and light. Mm-hmm. We're called to be salt and light. That's what we're supposed to be. And Jesus said, that "If your salt loses its savor, it's fit for nothing but that to be thrown out and trodden under foot of men." I don't want to be that salt that they throw out on the street on the snow. Right, right, right. Of it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I, right, I want right. to be. I want. I, I want to be what they're using in them kitchen, putting it in that food, preserving that meat, uh, making right. that meat taste better. Because mm-hmm. one thing for sure, nobody will ever say my salt tastes steaky, but they will say my steak tastes salty because salt. <laughs> is to it. That's good. That's good stuff right there, sir. So, <laughs> how would you define ministry before, during? And after COVID, um, I would I would define before uh, before COVID. I would say um, in on life support. <laughs> um, yeah, on life support during COVID died. Yeah, after COVID resurrection because i believe that the the shut the shut in was necessary the shutdown was necessary i was i remember the sunday um we uh we we had our last um full service the third sunday in march and um and, and and we switched the next coming Sunday to our streaming service. And uh, it was an, it wasn't, I hear people talk about how hard it was to, to make the adjustment. See what makes an adjustment hard is when you make it hard to adjust. Right. 
you know, when when you when you find adjusting hard, but when you know you got to do, see, I'm the kind of person, whatever state I find myself in, I, I have to make an adjustment, yeah. and I have I have to, I have to adjust to it. And I remember the Lord said to me that Sunday, just hot off the press, He said, "Everybody's complaining about they can't get in their church." Mm. He said, "Now they know how I feel." Lord Jesus. He says, he said, now you know how I feel. I, I, I've had to shut you down just so I could become front and center in what you all said yeah. was my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because you, you think about it. People, people come to the Lord's house and then say, we're inviting him to come in. Right. Who, who has to be invited into their own house? Exactly. You know wow. what I'm saying? That's good. You know That's what I'm good. You know, if it's if it's my house, yeah. exactly. you don't say I'm not the I'm not the visitor. You exactly. are. Right. See, right. see, and that's when we see. That's when we know we we got it when we recognize that we are the visitors here, right? And we and and all we want you to do is to just be home when we come. Mm. So to make sure that you are home, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving yeah. and into your course with praise. Right. See, see, we enter, we don't come in and then got to work, work to get it. We mm. enter into your gates with it. Right. Because we right. know this your house. Mm. We right. know that we're coming into the presence of God. So we want to be on our best behavior when we come here. We we want to make sure that that we are confessing and repenting and being right, sorrowful right, right, right. for whatever we did all week long that wasn't pleasing exactly. in your sight. We're coming into your presence. And even if we haven't been our best, we want to present to you our best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to let our dirt and our disappointments define how we reverence you when we walk in your house, even though we know that you are everywhere. So we're not being religious with it. We just understand that this place has been consecrated for, for you. This is your house. And we want to make sure that we do everything in our power to yeah. invoke your presence because I don't, I don't want to come in your house and you back in the bedroom because, and you go to somebody's house, the bedroom is one part of the house. You don't, I want you to be in the common area. Exactly. I want you to be in your living room. I, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. you to be in the living room. You know what I'm saying? I want, yeah. I, I, I want, and so when I come into your house, I'm coming in to worship you, to honor you, and to and to let you know that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, I, I, I hope I answered the question because I'm just going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you definitely, you definitely answered the question. I, I looked in your bio, and I saw that you had several books. And um, in the age of publishing, in this day and age, um, mm-hmm. from the time you started pub- doing books to now, what have, what have you seen to mm-hmm. be your biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge for anything is just a marketing part of it. Just getting getting people to be excited about what you have and uh, you have to be able to, when you do a book, you have to make sure that 
you have the the time set aside to promote that book. Right. You know what I'm saying? Social media wise, uh, book tours and stuff like that. Just, you know, you got to make sure that people know it's there because no matter how, how good it is, you know, you know, you got to get, you got to get people to, to, to read it. Um, um, and, um, uh, um, I, and I and I think that one thing I, I know about good books and good writing, it's like good music. It never gets old. You know, so you you know you have to not give up on it because if God has given you something, and I've I've written like ten or eleven books. Uh, three of my books were uh, published uh, by the Ecclesia Ministry, <laughs> um, the uh, the um, the Reward of Purging. Um, yeah. the, uh, 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 the prayer, uh, 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 the, the, the prayer book. Hold on. Wait a minute. I can show it to you. Watch out now. Watch out now. People come with the evidence. The evidence. I got these, the division, the weapons of division. Yep. Yep. And one of my favorite now, yep. the prevailing prayer life. Oh yeah. He's making good Bible study books. I don't have the... I'm, I had I, I sold out and gave out all of the uh, reward for purchase. I got to get some more. I told you, Kate, remind okay. me that I need. Okay. I need to get okay. some. Um, yeah, and um, my latest book um, was um, it. It has a lot of life to it. it. It has not gone out the way that I wanted to go out. And it's uh, Rich Shepherd's Poor Sheep: The Call to Accountability. Just about to ask you about this. Uh, oh yeah. About that. Yep. <laughs> so enlighten us. What's, what's what's the deal with that book? Where, where where what was your what was the inspiration? I mean, the title says a lot. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know. Yeah. No. Well, the rich shepherd poor sheep um, um, was about. Um, I felt like that was. <laughs> So, being uh, <laughs> being connected to being connected to so many different people, um, white evangelicals, uh, black preachers, white, uh, the prosperity movement to me was a scam hmm. um, because what I discovered was that the only people who for the most part were benefiting was the people who was preaching it. Mm. And it's see if, if you promoting NyQuil and you're telling me how good it is, it works for your cold and breaks your fever and all that. And then I take it and then it ain't working for me. Something wrong. You must be taking something different. Exactly. You know, you gotta um, wait on the Lord. You gotta wait on the Lord. You know, see and see, <laughs> but see, but what happens is that um, yeah, that's what they tell you. You gotta wait on the Lord, brother. Yep. Yeah, but see, but it's 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 different when you stand up and you have an audience of five thousand people, and yeah. five thousand people buy your book exactly. and then give you an offering. So, and I, and I think that what happened is is that Jesus Christ uh, didn't save us. So we could be financially rich, right? You know, we're you know we're saved to be spiritually rich, right? Um, right. You know, 
Jesus said, "The poor you have what you always." But but that doesn't. But also doesn't mean that you have to be one that's poor. But mm-hmm. the poor right. you have what you always. For me, is that. Uh, we'll always have the poor with us, which means that we'll always have an opportunity to share our prosperity. Right. Um, and so it kind of bothered me when I began to to see these things, and I did not call any names in the book, but I referenced certain things um, that I just felt that just was not of God, you know. And um, because I believe that. Uh, prosperity. If God meant prosperity, He didn't just mean it for the preacher. He, mm-hmm. meant, it, he right. meant it for the he, he meant it for the sh- for the sheep. And right. you know, and and I began to see a lot of different things, uh, a lot of mandates that um, pastors were putting on their spiritual sons and daughters financially, just financial hardships. Um, and I just didn't I didn't see it as being something that that, that got. So that's why I wrote the book and the. You know, there's some crazy chapters in there, man. You know, uh, one of the chapters is uh, um, uh, shepherds in wolves' clothing, wolves in oh shepherds' clothing, <laughs> wolves in shepherds' clothing. Um, okay. You know, when is when is when is enough enough? You know, mm. um, um, you know stuff like that. Um, right, right. You know, just I deal with some accountability stuff and to deal with. Who's covering you? You know about the importance of having a covering. Um, so, so it's a lot of stuff in that book, but that was yeah. the that was the core of it was to address that issue. That um, if if I'm doing good, my people should be doing good too. Exactly. Right. And exactly. That was the whole. Idea. Wow! 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 Love it. Love it. All right. So, um, I was. In in the uh, in the realm of the of the books, I, me and Caleb were talking. Um, I think Saturday about about digital books and how mm-hmm. they are and Audible books. Mm-hmm. Um, are you do, are you doing the same with with this with this latest release? Um, I need to. I want to do everything. Um, the um, I'm just. Um, just you know, you know, I I used another publishing company on that one, um, and uh, they have a, um, they have not given me the best that I think that they could give me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just uh, waiting for this pandemic season to pass. So you know, I try not to be pressing the other people right now. People are having. So much financial challenge, sure. man. You know, mm-hmm. sure. and I try not to to be uh, pushing too much stuff during this here time because, like I say, those books gonna have life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I do want to do uh, audio. You know, like um, I was doing really good on my podcast. I have a podcast called the Overcast Show. Right. And but after the pandemic hit, and to start having to just stream this, and everything is a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just burned me out, you know. You know, you, you, you it just burned me out. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one thing I can say, I think me and Kayla we were discussing this, and about especially in this day and age with technology, mm-hmm. the pastors, it's really important. Yeah. It's very important, man. That it's, your that your that your content is digital, and it, yeah. and accessible. 
And I think yeah. that for pastors, especially pastors, because pastors are you're, you're linked to the, your voices is your voice, your actual voice is important. Mm-hmm. It is, your yeah, delivery yeah. and people hear how you talk and how you phrase things. It's important mm-hmm. for pastors. If you have a book that you have a digital book, it's right. that you have an audible book. Yeah. And the main, the main reason is, is that people can hear your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It, exactly. it's, it's your book. You wrote it, you know, your inflection, how you, however you tell your stories and however you, yeah, how right. you navigate Absolutely. it. Right. Secondly, as a digital book, it makes it quickly accessible. I don't have to go to a bookstore. I got the phone right. online. I can get it right in my oh, device yeah. and pop it in. Oh, yeah. Kindle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean the Kindle, right? Yeah. So the, the, but yeah. the third thing is this. It opens up three revenue streams where you're really just mm-hmm. focusing on one. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on print revenue mm-hmm. where you can have digital revenue yeah. and audio yep. Yep. revenue. And at the same time, your message, your book, is being heard by more people mm-hmm. who would even think because yeah. I'm I'm a guy that that likes to go to Barnes and Noble. I have a ridiculous book collection, mm-hmm. but I also have a ridiculous digital book collection, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also have an audio book collection. Right, you know. But there are people who don't even buy books. Right, uh, uh, absolutely. And when your book is audio, it really you know um, it. it, it it puts you at a whole nother market. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yep. Yep. It surely does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. But I, I do want to, to okay. do, you know, I, I want to do that kind of stuff. My publisher and I talked about it and he gave me the instructions on what to do in terms of each, each chapter has to have its own, you know, you know, just group everything together. You got to each, mm-hmm. each thing got to be individual so they can be edited separately. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Just right. like a book. Uh, that kind of thing like that. So it's a matter of um, having the quiet time um, mm-hmm. that's, and, and everything got to be consistent. Whatever yep. the, whatever the ambiance was the first mm-hmm. time, it's got to stay yep. that way. Right. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can't, can't have a cold one week in doing it. And then the next week it sound different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't, you can't do that. Can't do that. And then man, because people want your voice. They, they exactly. want your voice. They want the voice of the author. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, what does what does your Sunday look like in this day and age? Like, what does your Sunday look like? My Sunday is is so refreshing because <laughs> I go, I go, I do one service on Sunday. Okay, uh, we start at nine o'clock and use it by ten twenty, ten thirty. We're done. Uh, I don't have uh, an audience still. I'm still doing everything straight streaming. Um, right. It's about seven of us there. Um, and uh, that's what I do. I do that on Sunday. And uh, we're on Facebook and YouTube. And then I do uh, Wednesday uh, from 7 to 8, 7.30 okay. to 8.30. Are you streaming those services as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. So how's it? How has it been? Like, were you streaming before COVID? Yes. Were on you streaming Facebook, on Wednesday just, or, ju- or just on Sundays? On, uh, just on Sunday. So how's it been? Now you got to do a midweek. <laughs> you got to do a midweek stream. Oh, yeah, it's a big difference. I mean, let me tell you, we've had we've our, our viewing audience, um, and I've and I've noticed that since school started. Our audience has gone down. Our viewership has gone down for some reason. But um, from the time we started in March, 
all the way through till I would say about September, October, we were we were averaging like almost like four or five thousand views um, on every service. And now we probably some some Sundays we may get eleven 1, hundred maybe, but we now we're down between eight hundred and and eleven 1, hundred. Midweek used to be about uh, eleven or twelve hundred. It's down to about three hundred or something like that. So I don't know what that is because we haven't switched up on anything, but mm-hmm. I think it's just just where people are. The one thing, yeah. the one thing I've learned. Um, but then I noticed, I did notice this though, that our YouTube, when our Facebook numbers went down, our YouTube number had gone up, had, our, our YouTube number like doubled. Right. Yeah. So right. people run to the archive. They want to, they want to, they, they, that's where they get the opportunity to watch you over and over and over again, but you don't get mm-hmm. that. On Facebook. On Facebook, because this is one time. And the analytics yep. is um, so important. I think that pastors and churches and whole need to understand that if you look at the analytics, you need to see who's watching you, right? Mm-hmm. when they're watching you, what time they watch you, the age group, the region they're mm-hmm. in. And the reason is so you could best serve them. Right. right. It's not just, right. just to know, it's so we can serve you better. Right. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, and I think that one of the things that we are going to be doing, um, I believe my people are supposed to be uh, Sherry supposed to call. Did you get a call from a Sherry yet? Not yet. Okay, yeah, um, because um, you know the the virtual church thing, you all got okay. that thing going well, right? So you know, you know, we want you know we want you all to train her. Um, okay. And, um, you know, anytime you get my wife impressed with something, you've done something. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you, have you been watching the Pastor shoulders? I say, yep, I know all about their virtual church. <laughs> I know all about it. Yes, I do. Yes. So we want to get on top of that. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. And then get our people doing those, following those analytics as well. That's all going to be a part of it. Because... Sure. I didn't even know such thing was out there until somebody told me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing because you was doing a podcast for so long, but sometimes we just, we just don't know. We just don't know. Cause it's not, mm-hmm. sometimes you're in the middle of just doing, and then that follow up, you know, on the back end, sometimes we don't even know about it. So, you know, that's, right. that's, really, that's good. That's good. So what, what was your inspiration for, for starting your podcast? Um, wanting to, do something that was a little out of the box wasn't wasn't a sermon. Okay. You know, okay. But, but uh, let me have just some real talk conversations with people, kind of like um, what's on you know what's on my mind. You know, how's the weather? You know, that's why I called it the Overcast Show. Okay. Um, kind of like um, you know, let me cast something over your day and uh, give you some insight. And um, it's kind of it was kind of fun. It's quite fun. So I, I like doing that kind of stuff. I like doing that. Um, I'm uh, next year though. What? Oh, well, because my restaurant um, is going to open. Well, it's going to open. I'm opening it. It's, it's going to be everything will be ready uh, at the end of December. But I'm not going to open till February. And okay. in the spring, I'm going to launch um, the thing I told you about, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, preachers, in the, preachers in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shoot That's that. Gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, that's gonna be that's yeah, food for thought. 
preachers in the kitchen. Here's some food for thought. Um, so that's gonna be so that's gonna be cool. So I'll be wanting to get your um, thoughts on on that. How okay. often should I do it? Because I kind of want to do it kind of like I want to build up a YouTube audience. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll, any thoughts? We'll any, any, yeah, you definitely want to talk about that. If you got plenty of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I, I'm going to my brain is cooking right now. It can't know, <laughs> boy. Him? Forget I, about I, it. <laughs> I'm, the, I, I'm the vision idea guy. Like, yeah, you yeah. say one thing to me, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. You got like 20 whole different things. You'd be like, what? Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, well, both of us are definitely come. Let's, let's sit down at the table and talk about it because it, it's going to be huge. That's something that's never been done before. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's going to mm-hmm. be huge. It really is. Because it's going to speak not just to the church. It's going to speak to that unchurch market that's now right. coming to understand, wait a minute, this God thing has been here all along. It's not just been locked in the building. Because right. that's really what COVID did. COVID exposed God to the world in a way that they never mm-hmm. seen before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's, de- it's definitely a tool. So being that you have a you open in a restaurant, where did this entrepreneurial spirit come from? It uh, from the time that I was a, a child, probably about eight or nine years old. Um, my family, um, my parents um, owned a, a restaurant called Malone's Cafe. And uh, that was like, oh man, that was like most exciting thing I had ever experienced, you know. Uh, I remember when we got the building, when we had to go in with daddy to help paint and paint the floors. I remember remember it all like it was yesterday. Wow. And um, all of the people from the packing house, uh, the meat packing houses from from the area where I live was really strong in and that, that was one of the strongest uh, economic uh, opportunities for blacks. Uh, Hunter's Pack and House, you know, you, you know, you had all of that stuff, the National Stockyards. So those sure. people would come there for lunch and dinner. And it was just a beautiful oh, thing to see, man. And then something happened and we had to close it. And I remember uh, it was probably open for about maybe uh, close to two years. Okay. But open for, for, for uh, close to two years. Um, and... I remember uh, standing in the window as a kid on the last day when we had to close it, and I was and I said to myself as a kid, "I'm going to do this someday." And that seed was planted. The seed was planted then, and it's so ironic that when I opened my first restaurant, I, it uh, it stayed open uh, a few months longer than than my parents' first restaurant. <laughs> wow. And so I'm you know you know so determined to make it happen and now uh it's like the lord just like dropped it in my plate just dropped it on my plate man i mean you know i haven't had to spend i i can guarantee you the county has put probably at least three hundred thousand dollars or more into my spot they built you know because i uh sold them some land to build a plaza and they uh, they give me my own restaurants all i gotta do is buy my kitchen equipment that's it and all the really all the big stuff the walk-in coolers and uh, you know the hood and all of the, the gas, all that stuff, man. They've done, they've done so much, man. You know, it, it's wow. and and uh, when I opened my oh, first cool. restaurant, I was paying. It was costing me fifteen thousand a month rent. Wow. This one um, is costing me nine hundred and ninety-two dollars a month. <laughs> what? 
12 under square feet of space. That's two by oh, four right there. That's wow. two by four. A by. Ah, <laughs> uh, two by four. Ah, <laughs> uh, two by four. That's yes. amazing. So what what's what's the biggest lesson you've learned in business and ministry? Um, consistency. Consistency. Um, preparation. Um, uh, stick to itiveness, and um, knowing that God said, "Do it." Mm. You know, and none of that that I speak was in is in priority. But that's know, right. uh, um, that's right. it's it's an, it's important. But then all of it hinges on uh, your passion, because right. our passion for something is our power to do it. Where there is no passion, there is no power. Yeah. You'll never do. You'll you'll never you'll you'll never stay with something that you don't have right. passion. Right. You won't even stay with a person that you don't have passion for. That's true. You'll That's find true. a way to get out of it. That's job. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Can't do it. So tell us about the um the Rain and Restoration Network. Well, Rain was um something that I was uh, my network uh, for pastors. I have probably about. 15, 20 sons, maybe, sons and daughters. But I I did rain in 2010 and 11. Is it an acronym, rain? Yeah, Raymond Apostolic International Network. Okay. And uh, I haven't, um, everything that you, everything that you, that you have to do, you don't have to do it when you feel you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So you have to um, always make sure that it's 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 necessary. Not someone that is necessary. How do you say that other thing? It's the most. It's, it's not just important, but it's the right. most important. most important. Most important. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I just uh, kind of like uh, put it on hold for a minute. Got it. Put it. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on hold for a minute. Um, I wanted to learn how to be a good son, and uh, because because I I don't believe that children take care of their fathers. I believe that fathers take care of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that fathers um, fathers uh, validate their sons. Yeah, and sons carry out their father's visions. Mm-hmm. Right, and so and there are things that I had to learn. You know, and I wanted to be in a in a position to where I didn't see them as something that I needed, but more so as something that they needed. I needed right. to do it, right. but not need not need anything from them in order to do it. Right. <clears throat> and right. let them honor me based on what I taught them about, what I teach them about, what honor is. That's good. Yeah. You know, and not and not make it like if you don't give me. Ten percent out of everything you get, you can't be my son. Wow, I guess that's in the book. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's in the book. <laughs> oh yeah, that's in the book. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. That's in the book. You know, amazing. Wow. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, I want to thank our brother for raising us with his presence and being part of um, the Church Time Podcast. But before we go, we do this thing Mm -hmm. 30 seconds and gone. Y'all do a lot of things. We do do, do a lot of things. (laughs) Do a lot of things. We do this thing called 30 seconds and gone. Now, 30 seconds and gone is just five questions. You can answer the question any way you want. Okay. All right. So All right. you ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? All right. Mm-hmm. Nikes or Adidas? Nike. Live mic or handheld mic when you preach? Um if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hoop, I want a mic, I want a handheld. If I'm not, just give me the lapel. All right. <laughs> I mean give me the what you call mic. <laughs> Cheerios <laughs> or cornflakes? Oh cornflakes, definitely. Okay. Title of your first sermon. How to fulfill the Great Commission. Wow. Favorite book in the Bible. Ooh, God. I would say uh probably Philippians between between Philippians and Romans. All right. All right. We got through seconds God. Amazing. Man of God, thank you for joining us. I, I I'm Brother. so excited. Um, when we air this, you definitely, you'll definitely know. Um, okay. We do a lot of promotion. You're going to see a lot of artwork. You're yeah, going to see okay. a lot of things out there. In fact, I've already finished your artwork. You don't even know. Oh, Lord. I've already, I've already finished. Caleb don't even know I finished your, I finished nope. your artwork already. No, no. <laughs> I did it already. It's already sitting waiting, waiting for the audio to add to it. So we, thank you. Hey, listen, all of our listeners, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Go to the YouTube channel. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, if you're listening, if you're watching, go to the, you know, listen to it on the go, when you're training, your car, in your crib, whatever you're at. But we, what we say every time, keep God first in everything you do. Yep. We'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast. Peace. Thank you. No doubt. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs>